Does your bike need some love? Shimano Original Replacement Parts are the best way to renew the original function of your Shimano-equipped bike. Available online and at your local retailer. From Red Kite Prayer, this is The Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. I'm Celine Yeager, and with me is my co-host Patrick Brady. As always, we are taking a look at how cycling fits into our lives. What's happening, Patrick? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I gotta say, the reality of our new situation is really starting to settle in. So yesterday I'm on this ride. Uh, I got a little break in my day and was able to slip out for about 90 minutes. And on my way back into town, I passed a woman. We're nearing the town line, uh, town limit sign. And I had to look back a few times before I passed her to make sure that all the traffic had passed uh, before I swung into the road because I needed to give her six feet. Mm-hmm. And as I went by, I said hi and I waved and then continued on my way. A uh, couple of lights later, I get caught at a red. And she rolled up behind me and stopped, you know, further back than most other riders mm-hmm. would normally. Uh, and she said that when I passed, her first inclination was to surge a bit and get on my wheel. But then she stopped herself and actually considered if drafting me would leave six feet between us. And when she decided it wasn't really enough and that she couldn't get a draft being 20 feet behind me, <laughs> she had to just let me go, she said. Uh, and we stood there smiling and just shrugging our shoulders. It's like neither one of us knew what to say at that point. It's like, yep, them's the brakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's weird. I've I've had similar encounters where I'm just like, you know, I, I can we can get away from people pretty quickly, but there's definitely like we go through some developments, you know, where everybody seems to be out on bicycles now, mm-hmm. and um. You know, it is a, it is a weird sort of metrics from like, okay, what rate of speed am I traveling, and what rate of speed is that person traveling, and at what point, you know, like, should I surge and do a sprint, you know, a, a pass around? It's yeah, it's definitely a a whole new bunch of computations that you have to do. Yeah, well, I mean, as 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 I was re- as hmm, toy boat. As I was approaching that woman, uh, you know, I saw her up ahead and I'm, I'm coming up on her and I can tell I'm going a few miles per hour faster than her. And then I start looking over my shoulder and, you know, there's all this traffic coming by. I can't pass mm-hmm. her yet. And I'm still coming up on her. I had to start soft pedaling for a little bit yep. so that I didn't end up, you know, three feet off her back wheel before I could pass her. All right. And then, yeah, I had to do a bit of a surge to get back up to my old speed and then there's that whole calculus in your head of like, I don't want to go blowing by her in a way that seems rude. Right, right. Yeah. No, I get it. But, you know, we all just have to give each other a little a little uh, grace. <laughs> yep. You know, I mean, any yep. weird behavior is, is not personal. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it was nice, you know, when she spoke up, uh, you know, it helped it helped break that tension of like, God, this is weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, being able to acknowledge that and that, you know, golly, we'd like it if it was different, but we better behave. Yep. Yep. 
And that, you know, it's that's all right. It's not, it's still a human interaction and we'll take them as we can get them, I think. Mm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It may be different, but it is still interaction. Right. It's still a human being. I am still interacting with that human being. And it was a pleasant interaction and I will take it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You guys have some fun for Easter? We did. We did. I, um, yeah. I was telling you before we started recording that this is the first year in my adult life and of my actually my life since I've been able to walk and look for a basket that my I have not been at my mom's house looking for an Easter basket, which sounds crazy, but it is true. Uh, I hid eggs for my daughter, even though she is 17, because I plan on continuing this tradition. Um, So it was a beautiful day. Uh, Dave and I went out for a ride uh, the day before was very windy, but it was it was sunny and it was just it felt it felt like a good weekend. You know, it felt like we, you know, even among this, it felt a little normal, like we had some normalcy mm-hmm. and we zoomed with my family for Easter. And that was that was nice. So everybody still could crack some jokes and um, have some fun. So, yeah, that that was good. And we're also watching. Have you been watching any of the. uh classics the the you know some people are get are like sort of streaming the old Roubaix's or they're streaming whatever classic would be on that day so it's like Perry Roubaix I've and sort of, of like doing that live tweeting them together or that kind of thing which has been kind of fun you know they just pick a year and then announce like okay we're gonna watch 1995 like whatever it is and then <laughs> and it it's it's kind of fun like it's kind of interesting to to watch especially the ones in the 90s are really really interesting oh yeah some of those yeah yeah so to, to watch because um, they were so juiced they were so juiced and the equipment is so different i mean it's radically <laughs> different which yeah. made me i, I was going to ask you um actually dave asked he's like do does tire width have any bearing on flats and punctures because it seems like they flatted a whole lot more unless i'm just not as a i don't know it just he's like do wider tires make you less likely to flat i'm like that's a good question i don't have the answer maybe you do Uh, absolutely i mean it's a a short easy yes so you've got a larger volume to a, a greater distance to compress through to get the rock to compress oh. the tire or tube against the rim. Ah, uh, so there's that there's, is a simple answer. Mm-hmm. There's there's more di- there's more distance to cover. Uh, now, I mean, you get into the these whole things of you know, okay, bigger tire, you're going to run at lower volume, right? Uh, but still, I mean, a bigger tire uh, at lower pressure, you still end up with fewer flats. Yeah. So, and I mean, it's funny now that we have gravel bikes and people are buying 40 millimeter wide tires when, you know, in 1996, you wouldn't have caught anybody dead buying a tire that big. I look at Paris-Roubaix and they're running 28s and I'm like, I don't know, buy a 35. (laughs) I know, they look, they still look so skinny. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, if flats ruin a day for somebody, I don't know, get a bike that won't get so many flats and so many flats so many flats yeah yeah the stories that i've heard from mechanics uh about dealing with all the wheel changes at perrier bay and just stacks of wheels filling a car i can't even imagine sometimes like having clinchers around so that you can actually fix flats while you're driving yeah no Mm -hmm. it's just nuts um 
And they and and some of these were also before they had like now, you know, you see the guys just holding wheels everywhere, sort of along the course, and that was a lot of these was before that. So you had to wait. Like you, they these were the guys riding on their flats, like riding on punctures. Mm-hmm. And I think there was the leaders that might have even been uh, Maceo. It might have even been some big leader just riding flats, just waiting for a wheel because he knew he could still maybe get in the game if he could just get. And a tire with air in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's remarkable what they would do. And I mean, you know, it's one thing to try to ride a flat tubular on asphalt. I don't oh, know if yeah. you've ever done that. It's not fun. It's, it's not, not a good it's time. not easy. It's not, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to and stay then, upright. And then like trying to do it in the grass because you can't do it on the cobbles. Yeah. Holy cow. I mean, it's a measure of how much somebody wants something. Yeah. 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 No doubt. It was really, it's been fun. That's been kind of engaging. It's been, it's, it's, uh, yeah. Cause it, it's, even though I, sometimes I don't remember who won. So it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just as exciting cause I actually can't remember who won. Um, <laughs> I like, yeah, yeah. 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 There are certainly a few where like, Oh, was, was that win 93 or 94? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it, that's been pretty cool. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll just roll right into a poll. Um, yeah. Because it, it, it ha- sort of has to do with the weekend and, and sort of not like I for the first it was kind of it was kind of cool. Well, a couple a couple of realizations I've had um, that you still should respect your recovery, even if you have nothing to recover for. Um, mm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, you know, I had just been going out and just and not doing anything epic but still you know going out running pretty hard or going out and doing stuff doing there's a lot of hills here so you have to do hills no matter what you do and i just like there was a day that you know you're going to have bad days among all this of course but there was a day that i was just a a little darker than i i should have been you know i typically would be even even on a bad day um and it uh-huh. occurred to me, I looked at my Strava stuff and I'm like, well, you haven't taken a day off your bike or off your feet since like the Mid-South. Mm. <laughs> so maybe, maybe you're actually just tired. <laughs> like maybe your brain needs uh, to not do anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I took a, a, day, a full day off and recovered and went to bed early and I woke up the next day and I was like, I feel great. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like I want to ride my bike again. Um and that was a really exciting feeling. Like I was actually, it was that it was last Friday and I woke up actually wanting to go out and do like a longer ride on the weekend. Uh-huh. Like actually feeling that energy that you have inside you. Um, yeah. And that was cool. Like that was so Dave and I went out and we did uh it was way harder than it needed to be. He was, he's been <laughs> sort of playing around with some roots to when we can have rides again, like to do some organized stuff out of the velodrome here. And there's a lot of gravel to explore. So we've been sort of doing that and, you know, ended up doing like 65 miles and cool. uh, 5,500 feet of climbing and a lot of wind. And it was I, I stuffed my bag with uh, how many calories do you think are in a peep? Mm, 20-ish. That's a good guess. That's actually a good guess. I would have guessed more. So I stuffed 10 peeps in my in my feed bag and. And four and four pieces of chocolate, and thank God I put the chocolate in there, because five peeps only have 140 calories. Yeah. So, as you might imagine, four hours into the day, 
I, I was I, I needed more than my 10 peeps, <laughs> actually. <laughs> so I was glad that I had the uh, glad I had the chocolate. Anyway, so that was that was that was the weekend. And I was I was it was really nice to feel my legs buzzing and to feel that kind of tired and to feel, you know, to lay down and be like, oh, it might be a little hard to fall asleep because my legs are buzzing. Like that was like such a satisfying feeling again. Yeah, but then I have to say that after that nice Easter weekend, I struggled a little bit again during the week. Uh Um, And, you know, I mean, of course, you're going to have ups and downs. We're all going to have ups and downs through this. But, you know, some of my friends, too, you know, have definitely been reaching out and saying that they're they're still sort of struggling. And uh, organically, we've developed this kind of a buddy system that I Uh think would be useful uh, for other people. You know, like it, it was sort of like a little light bulb moment because. Pretty much throughout my entire professional career, I've been coaching others to have a workout buddy or two. Like that mm-hmm. is like a, it's something I've, I've written that advice 10 million times. Um, someone you can meet up with who will make you accountable, you know, when you don't feel like hitting the gym or getting on your bike. Um, well, now lots of people have lost their buddies, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, they, and not by any fault of their own. They've lost their buddies because the gyms are closed. Maybe the parks are closed. They can't ride with groups or people that they don't live with, even if they have those places to ride. Uh, events are canceled, postponed. It's super hard to find the will sometimes to change into Lycra and get out and turn the pedals or get on your trainer and turn the pedals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first when this, you know, the first couple of weeks of this, that was that was probably not a big deal. Like. Sit on the couch, burn through your Netflix queue and allow yourself to be super bummed out and unmotivated. You know, like I actually think that that's a healthy part of the process to mm-hmm. just uh, to, to allow that. But as we get further into all of this and it's becoming increasingly clear that this is going to be a slow roll back to the way that we like to ride. Uh, I think that buddy system might become more important than ever, honestly. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I yeah, I, I so I have a few people now who I can text and say, OK, I'm stuck here in a pool of inertia and ennui and my head is starting to swim with anxiety. Please tell me to get off my ass and go out for a ride, mm-hmm. you know, and like I, I and they do, <laughs> you know, and then and then I do. And I did this with a woman, uh, Jess, yesterday who DM'd me and, and said, you know, she had just DM'd me a question. She said, what do you do on tough days? And I told her that I have a cry if I feel like crying. I allow myself to do that. And then I push myself out to move my mood with a run or a ride. And during our conversation, I confessed that I had not yet done so. And I was in desperate need. And she told me to get out and that she wanted photographic evidence that I had, you know, to send a picture that I was at. And yeah, it really helped. You know, I did. I I got up. I got out. I took a picture of myself in the sun, in the woods. And it was it was better. I was better for it. You know? So, if, I mean, if you have friends who's Zwift, you can meet up on Zwift and do a ride. You know, you can uh, drag your trainer outside if it's nice and you can't go anywhere. I would encourage people to sort of go back to a little bit of that structure for yourself. Like make a plan uh, in the beginning of the week, figure out the logistics that you need to get in your physical activity, schedule it and do it. You know, I mean, I think that as we move into the next phase of all this sheltering in place and everything is still in flux and up in the air, uh, it's it's increasingly important to have a sense of control and planning and scheduling and then accomplishing some workouts for yourself will give you that sense of control. 
You know, right now <laughs> it's it's not about getting super fit or peaking for some event or whatever. It's reclaiming control for yourself as someone who identifies as a cyclist. So, you know, you're showing up for yourself. And if you keep on just showing up for yourself, you will be saner and happier and healthier and more ready to roll as the restrictions are progressively lifted. You know, so as we go into phase whatever of this thing, I think that, you know, that's that is definitely my current plan of action. I like that. I've got a friend in Michigan who has invited me uh, to do some Zwift group rides. And I want to just the time of day just hasn't panned out for mm-hmm. me yet. Uh, but, you know, it would be so much fun to connect with him. And he he alerted me to the app that they're using to communicate during the rides and everything. It's a discourse. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 That works pretty well. I've used it. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm total virgin to that. So I, you know, but it's like at some point I'm going to work this out. But the time of day that is, it's it's either, you know, I'm I'm deep in doing stuff with the boys or, you know, kind of dinner time ish around here. Uh, yeah. So it just hasn't quite worked yet. Uh, I figure I'll, you know, sometime, hopefully in the next week or two, I'll I'll figure out what to do. But yeah, that idea of connecting with people by some method. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually going to meet up with a friend later today and we are going to ride the same trails, but, you know, keep sufficient social yep. distance between us. Uh, yeah, it's easier to do on the trails. Yeah. I've done that a couple of times. It's way easier. I mean, you can easily keep 10, 20 feet between people and still talk. Yeah. And, well, and then there's the simple fact that she climbs much better than I do. And did, I descend much better than she does. Right. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's very, it's, yeah. So that happens way more naturally out in the trails for sure. Yeah. But that'll be the first time I've actually ridden with another person. Good Lord. I, I don't know. Haunt. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> May, maybe the last grasshopper. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, at this point, I mean, I literally can't remember the last time I rode with another person. Uh, there's got to have been one since that grasshopper, but yeah, I don't, I don't recall what it was. <laughs> uh, so yeah, maybe I'm due for, for some amount of seeing other people. <laughs> I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might be overdue. Um, so yeah, did a little work on my mountain bike to get it ready. Yeah. So it'll, yeah, I need to get out there and, and just rip around on some trails for a little bit. So cool. Yeah. It'll be worth the half hour drive to get there. Definitely. (laughs) We're going to take a short break for our sponsor Shimano and we'll be right back at Shimano. We love riding and we know you do too. As a small repayment for all the joy your bike has brought your life. We encourage you to maintain your bike regularly. Genuine Shimano replacement parts will keep your Shimano-equipped bike running smoothly. Whether your bike is built with 105, XTR, or our new gravel group, GRX, a well-maintained bike will operate better and go faster. Worn out a chain? Consider that a badge of honor. You've been riding a lot. Does it sound like metal on metal when you hit your rim brakes? That's a sign it's time for new brake shoes. What if your disc brakes don't feel as crisp as they used to? Cool, you've been going fast. Give them a bleed. 
Does your chain skip on smaller cogs? You're using all your gears, and now your cassette is shot. Is that old saddle creaking? It may be fatigued because of all the miles you've put in. Consider a saddle from Shimano's Pro line of components. And what about your feet? Cleats can and do wear out, especially the right cleat if you're a cyclocross racer. Whether it is the plastic cleat on a road shoe or metal SPD cleat, they can and do wear out. To keep that love burning bright, show your bike a little TLC and take it by your nearest Shimano dealer to keep it running just like when it was new. Okay, we're back with the Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. What is your pull this week? <laughs> this might echo you just a little bit. That's all right. <laughs> so I have no fitness objectives currently. No events on the radar. I can't seem to get motivated to do any training for something that may or mm. may not occur in mid-August, even though that's just four months away. I mean, yep. truly, I ought to be training for something that is four months away, right? Yeah, no, and I'll, I, I, but I fully understand everything you're saying. <laughs> you should be, but yeah. Yeah, but you know, with all the parks closed, Still, I can't really do any gravel riding or any mountain biking right around here. I have to drive out toward the coast, you know, and I until what will hopefully happen later today, I haven't been out able to get out to West County to ride that land that's owned by the logging company because of daddy duties. Mm -hmm. So rather than just completely lose my beans, I decided I'd start doing something I haven't done enough of since I actually moved here, which is just explore. Mm -hmm. There are so many roads nearby that I've never ridden before, and mm -hmm. I just have no idea where they go. Uh, so and one of the funny things is, even if I had friends to ride with, if I suggested, hey, let's go try Nuns Canyon, I might not even be able to talk them into it. So right. I was destined to do this exploring on my own anyway. I think I just needed the kick in the seat. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, I've been like looking at maps and developing ideas of where I need to go exploring. And sometimes just, I'm going to turn right here and see what this does. That's, all, that's great. Yeah. yeah. That's what we've been doing. It's great. Yeah. Cause why not? Right. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not proving anything to anybody. There's nobody's asking me, well, why are we turning here? <laughs> it's right. Just me. Uh, one of the things that I hope to work out are a couple of different climbing workouts so that I have a route committed to memory for when I start feeling that need to train hard. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I completely forgot about before I moved here, in part because I'd lived in Redondo Beach for almost 18 years, was that riding a given route and knowing that given route are two different things. Mm -hmm. So in 2016, as an example, I first rode an out-and-back gravel route in Anadol State Park. Even though it gets pretty rocky in a few spots, it can be ridden on a gravel bike. The first time I ever rode the circuit, I was out there for two and a half hours. And this is just fire roads out and back, not that many miles. But within a year, I had it down to 90 minutes because I learned where the lines are that are appropriate to a gravel bike. Uh, and I mean, Gosh, I probably should not say this out loud. Let's just say I fared well in my in my line discovery out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got it. Don't want to put the curse on me. No, um, I understand. So with that in mind, I'm planning to figure out some new routes 
get them committed to memory so that I can keep the time commitment as low as possible. Uh, Cause usually time is not really on my side at all ever. And then right. also keep the recovery time between intervals as low as possible. This is a strategy I hope to apply to discovering some new gravel circuits someday when Sonoma County finally opens our parks back up. The cycling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the ban on cycling is something that I'm going to be quite honest, admit that I respect uh, as suits me <laughs> intermittently. Uh, I've been taking my boys out for rides. Mm-hmm. I put my seven-year-old Matthew on the back of our co-motion periscope tandem. Mm-hmm. And then my 10-year-old Philip rides the 24 inch uh wheel fuji ace that i bought him now oh. i've had that bike for a year and he was scared of riding it because the levers were all different the bar was mm-hmm. all different and i finally got him on it the other day and lo and behold he likes it because it's quick and zippy so we can go out and you know yeah i gotta go easy for philip but he's riding the bike and yeah. uh, we can't drop Matthew because he's three feet behind me. And that's only if he right. sits up straight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, they're kids. So I'm not going to even in a bike lane, I'm not going to take them out there. Right. So. Right. And and a, even a child's road bike on a sidewalk. That's not dynamite. So we're riding the bike path that's near us, even though legally we're not allowed to. But it's like, what am I going to do? Get my kids run over? I don't think so. So, yeah, I'm not really fully obeying the law. And I'm not really apologizing for it either. Have you been, uh, have you been scolded at all? Has anyone given you a stink eye? No. The fact oh, that... I, now, if I was out there on my bike alone... Uh, weaving in between the walkers, I, I would probably even get tongue lashed, uh, (laughs) but from a comfortable distance, uh, but with the kids, everybody just smiles, right? You know, nobody has a problem with it. Uh, and I haven't seen anyone to try to enforce anything like that. Uh, I don't expect to, we're well out of the way. There is a park that they like to stop at. It's called Flat Rock Park, and it's just a a bunch of old glaciated rocks, you know, sitting in a spot and water running through it. There's a creek and the kids love to, you know, jump around on the rocks and whatnot. And we can't stop there because there are so many people playing in the park. Right. (laughs) And I keep having to explain to them, well, you know, there's this thing called social distancing. Oh, yeah. Mommy told us about that. Yeah. Well, they're not doing it there. And so we can't really stop. So we're going to keep riding. We'll swing back by in a little bit. And we'll see if there are as many people there. If there are fewer right. people, then we'll stop. <laughs> Daddy, it looked like there weren't as many people. Well, it's still too many people. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, it's <sighs> a bummer. It's hard to explain. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we're getting out. They're getting exercise. The, the emails that I get daily from Philip's fourth grade teacher Every day she puts, you know, 30 minutes of exercise in the emails among the things they want to see the kids doing. And it's nice to see that encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. And he does a daily Zoom, except for Wednesdays. So Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, he does a daily Zoom call with his class. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I've been been pushing my daughter out the door. I mean, she's usually pretty good, but she she can get some inertia herself, so... 
She's going to get in a habit of getting out the door too. It's just, it's important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to learn some things with this, you know? Well, I think we all are. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to think, you know, people are starting to talk about, uh, permanent societal changes. Yeah. And I'd like to think that when Christmas rolls around and I see a friend, I'm going to give him a hug. I, I hope so. I don't want that part of our humanity to be lost. I really oh, don't. I don't. I don't think I was having this conversation with somebody else. I, I, I very much don't think it will. I really don't. I mean, <laughs> if you think of all the things that humanity has been through over time, from wars to mass shootings to plagues, I, we people blissfully have short memories uh, you know i mean and that's by design we're, we're we're designed that way yeah i mean it'll be a little weird at first but once it's not weird it like we'll you know we'll be very very grateful to be we're, we're magnetically drawn to people we're social beings yeah so, yeah yeah i i guess the thing is i look forward to that awkward month it'll probably yeah, be about oh, a I month you know but i'll take it you know like, i do too can I give you a hug yet? Is it, is there, are, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, people, it's, it's interesting to watch the permutations that people, because, because this is, you know, and I've been saying it for a while and it, everybody, it, it, I think everybody knows it at this point. Um, you know, it's not going to be a switch. It's a dimmer. So it's just going to be like this gradual. So, I mean, people like, I, I hear some running events talking like, okay, you know, we're going to limit the field to whatever, a hundred. And we're going to, like almost time trial start people, uh-huh. you know? So uh-huh. I'm like, okay, like, you know, if you are allowed to like, at that point, like have that, like that works. You know I mean? I think it's, you're just going to see that kind of uh, creative planning and, and permutations going on for a while until we have the therapeutics to take the teeth out of this thing and make it not so scary. And lethal. you know, I mean, all that stuff. I mean, I think that we'll see all that happening before a vaccine because we're going to have increasing herd immunity and we're going to have increasing, you know, they are like people are working. Uh, I, have, I have a very good friend who gives me a lot of hope. She's in the health and human services who I, who I quoted in that article on the uh-huh. virtual simulation. And, you know, she she said there are so many more people working together than any of this noise lets you know. She's like people like it's like you've no idea like what is going really going on with teams of scientists working on this thing to get antivirals and to get therapeutics. and. It, it gives me great hope. I, I have to, and I've suspected this, so it's nice to hear you say that, but I've, I've suspected that there are a whole lot of people who are in a position to help this effort, you know, smart people who know how to do the work and are just doing all they can to fly under the radar so that they don't have some governmental agency point a finger at them and go, you can't do that until we say you can do that or whatever. But well, it's I, not, you know, honestly, it's not even, um, it's not even that it's just because, because the, because there's no, um, mission from above to have this coordinated work among all these different scientists and stuff, the scientists are just doing it themselves. Mm-hmm. And typically scientists wouldn't want to do that because it's a competitive, it is a competitive field. You know, and everybody wants sure. to be first or everybody wants to like own whatever that intellectual property is. And everyone's a little guarded, you know, like those right. walls are usually very up and it's patents it's, are a thing. Yeah. 
it's a thing. But in but the, but the scientists themselves are working that out, you know, for the greater good, because we can't like our our politicians won't. So it's it's great, yeah. you know, and that does give me a lot of hope. That's nice to hear. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is what our third or fourth episode where <laughs> even even we're being dominated by this disease. Um, yeah, well, I mean, there's that when it comes to cycling, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to talk about other things. I mean, there are, you know, like I said, there's people are being, I I think it's great that people are being so creative and I do love, like, I love the announcers that are announcing like all the stuff around them, like not even the tour of quarantine or the, whatever that was, but the, uh, you know, there's there's one where there's like two dogs like going for a toy and you know, like these announcers are just using their announcer voices. And <laughs> yes. I, there's, there's just like a lot of there's a lot of creativity and joyful things that are. It, it's people, people are uh, uh, by and large really great and really creative and, and uh, it's it's good for us. It's good for us to be able to share our lightheartedness, you know, amongst stuff like this. Yeah, I mean, not losing your sense of humor at a time like this is uh, pretty key. It's everything. Keeping, yeah, keeping it together. So yeah, exercise and humor go an awful long way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, after this, I'm leading uh, the velodrome is having um, Facebook Live trainer sessions. So they asked me if I would be this week. So I have I pulled out a disco ball and I set up my bike on the rollers downstairs and I'm going to lead some interval workout on Facebook live, uh, you know, for people to just, and it, it's, it's hardly about the fitness, you know, I mean, it's really just about that. It's just about connection. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, alrighty. Well, pace line picks. <laughs> I, um, I had a pick that was, that was more reasonable, well, not more reasonable, but more maybe, um, specific to cycling than what I'm going to use as my pick. But then I realized it was embargoed until the 30th. And I'm so glad that I didn't. I was like, why can't I find this on their website? Oh, I, because I'm not supposed to be talking about it. And thank God that I did only an Instagram story that disappears using that product. And nobody called me out on it. Cause I just blew that embargo. So anyway, I'll save that one. Um, and mine, it, I almost have to say it because it's because it's kind of been dominating my uh, life is fish uh, and not the kind that you eat, but like pet fish, like aquarium fish. Yeah. Yeah. I've always I always, I always liked having fish tanks. I haven't for a long time. And a couple of weeks ago, I went out to get the supply of dog food and all the you know, we have a dog and two cats. And so I've been sort of trying to stock up more than I normally would. And I came home with a beta beta fish in a fish tank <laughs> along with everything else. Like total, Im- total impulse buy. I was just like, I must have this fish. So I bought the fish and I put it in the kitchen. I'm like, I love this fish. I've never loved the fish more in my life. So I, it, it's, it's ludicrous. I've, I've gotten it little. No, it's toy. Awesome. I've gotten, I've gotten, you bought it. Well, a toy? I went, yes. A moss ball. They like moss balls apparently. So I bought it a little moss ball. What is a moss and ball? It, I'm named him blue. It's just what you would think. It's a, it's a ball of moss that, uh, okay. it's a living thing that they, that they apparently like them. Um, I also bought it a little leaf hammock because they apparently like to rest because they're, 
the fins are very heavy, proportional to the body of them. And I went out yesterday and I came home with another fish and it's in my office. It's not even <laughs> it's in another, the same tank. It's another, no, they're betas. They don't like, they, they, oh, they would fight. Right. Um, but they, they do like stimulation, hence the, the moss balls and the toys. But so now I have two, um, Bumble and Blue and they, uh, but they are giving, <laughs> they are actually giving me a tremendous amount of joy. It's ridiculous. And they are. I mean, there's a reason that there are aquariums in doctor's offices. There's a reason that, um, like, th- this has actually been researched, and I, I did a little PubMed search today just to see, but there was research just a couple years ago from Plymouth University that discovered watching fish in an aquarium led- leads to noticeable reductions in blood pressure and heart rate. Um, wow. So, yeah. So I, I I didn't need a study to tell me that, but <laughs> I... I'm hoping there may be a fish in every room of this house by the, t- by the time this is all done. No but, harm, no foul. Exactly. So now let me ask a question, though. Um, sure. Do you, have you run across or do you have a personal sense of like, how does looking at a fish compare to, say, petting a cat? They're very similar things, for sure. I mean, you know, petting a cat is probably... Um, and I would have to actually do my journalistic due diligence on this, but just off the top of my head, from what <laughs> I remember and know, I think the whole pet ownership is is a little uh, long term, probably more beneficial because there's other, you know, there's a lot of other things. Dogs obviously walk, cats they're with you more often. Like when I leave the room, the fish is not with me, right? But like cats tend to be around you; they sit in your lap. They're kind of the mm-hmm. companion animals mm-hmm. where a fish can't be a buddy to you all the time because of water and you know, right. like it's is not, not going to communicate. No. And, and, and they don't, they, they actually tell you in the instructions, like don't pet your beta, beta even though you might want to pet it. Like it likes to interact with you, but it's a, don't, don't pet it. Um, <laughs> but you know, that being said, it is, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely soothing. And I do know people well, and now I'm one of them to get oddly attra- attached to their fish. I've never been so attached to fish. Even though I've had many fish tanks, but I have grown um, r- ridiculously. I talk to them. They, they, they. I think they're very excited to see me because they know I feed them. But I'm going to pretend that they just they like me a lot, and they're as excited to see me as I am them. So <laughs> that's that is a uh, sounds we're like at. a good thing to roll with. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. So if you, anybody needs, you know, a little, they're, they're cheap and they're very easy, and you can get a. I recommend it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember friends with aquariums and they would start buying these, you know, uh, exotic, you know, saltwater fishes, you know, drop a couple hundred bucks on a fish and two weeks later it's dead. Well, that's it. I mean, (laughs) and that's heartbreaking on every level. I mean, I, I, uh, I need low maintenance things and, uh, these are about as low maintenance as, as they got. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm I'm going to stick with cats. I I understand what that whole interaction is, you know. <laughs> Very good. I'm guessing that yours is not a fish because fish and bicycles don't necessarily go together. But anyway. Yeah, true, true. Fish, I'm not fish saying they really don't... need a bicycle. <laughs> I won't finish that thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
So my pick this week is the tandem that I mentioned during my poll. It's, ah. it's the Comotion Periscope Torpedo. So the Periscope series of tandems, and I mean, they've actually got four different tandems in this series. We had a Comotion. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The abandoned ship. Uh, well, I, I abandoned the, the tandem, <laughs> but my husband and daughter, my husband and daughter would ride a, quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the the Periscope series, uh, the the top tube has a radical slope to it, and both the captain's and stoker's seat tubes feature a telescoping section that has a quick release as well as an additional quick release for the seat post. So it can accommodate riders over an incredible diversity of statures. That's great. I've put an adult on the back, and I've put my seven-year-old on the back, and- mm-hmm. I can't really get the saddle any lower than it is. And he's just at the right height to get, you know, some bend in his knee. So it's a a decent saddle height for him. But he's just now at that point. Um, So the torpedo is the road version of the periscope drop bar. There's a flat bar version. They have a triple and they even have a quad. Um, I'm not planning on having any more kids. So I'm going to stop with just the tandem. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't, it becomes a circus at some point. Right. And I, I think the triple is actually where that begins. Um, I agree. <laughs> and the thought of me and both of my sons all on the same bike. I is, can't even. I, I would need yeah. to hire a diplomat, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just not going to go there. So, but I got mine with SNS couplers so that I can disassemble it, put it in two cases and actually travel with it. Should that eventuality come to pass, uh, hmm. it would also make it easier to drive someplace with the tandem, you know, so that I don't have to get the roof rack with the big, you know, 20 foot long attachment on the top of the roof rack. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's been it's been really neat. What I find amazing is that complete bikes in this series start at thirty nine ninety five, wow. which is. Yeah, considering all the work that goes into the bike. I mean, these are handmade frames in the U.S., you know. Uh, there's not that much more yeah. componentry, but you do have, you know, another seat post. Uh, oh, yeah, no, saddle. it's champion. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's impressive. Um, but I love the tandem experience. I I have ever since the first time I did it, even though the first time was uh, a little death-defying. Um, we hadn't really figured it out yet because um, we yeah, were just they're starting. not quite as simple as you think they're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that whole getting out of the saddle thing. <laughs> yes. Oof. Uh, yeah, my first time was with the blind. That was a, yeah. Oh, uh huh. Yep. Yeah. That, that was great. I think I told you that like being the pilot for, uh, out of Brookline, Massachusetts, no traffic there. No, no, wasn't terrifying <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did. And someone some who can't though. see can't. You have to really cue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to talk to them constantly. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's it is a really that's a really fun fun experience. There was a woman in L.A. I used to regularly do rides with. I'd go out and do my morning training ride on Sunday, and then I'd swing over to her apartment, and she had a Cannondale that she'd bought. Uh, and so there was a special pair of shoes that I left at her place with, you know, pedals on the bike and I just swap shoes and we'd roll out for two hours 
and we'd go yeah. back to her place. And that was our routine for, I don't know, two or three years. Uh, my Sunday rides, I'd do that. It was, cool. yeah, yeah. That was a, a really fun experience. Um, and it's not, you know, like the first couple of times you feel like you're doing somebody a favor. And then after a while, it's just like, oh, it's time with Alexa. Okay, here, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> they'd stopped feeling like I was doing anybody a favor. Um, right. Cause that's not, that's not how you want to keep doing it. Um, right. Yeah. So, but I'm really excited because I think we're beginning to establish something, the boys and me, that we can hopefully do, you know, a few times a week, uh, each week. So yeah. this might be a very pleasant development in all of this, uh, which I have wanted. And this would be a weird kick in the pants to get it done, but I'll take it. <laughs> totally. Totally. No, that's great. But yeah, we, we need all the silver linings that we can garner. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, making that investment in the commotion a while back, it's, it finally feels like it's really paying off. <laughs> Watching it st- hang on the wall and collect dust for a little while was not super thrilling. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing now is I wish I'd gotten it built with, uh, you know, more tire clearance. I can get 35s on it, but I can't really get anything bigger than that. And huh. a tandem, yeah, I'd like 40s or 45s yeah, for riding I gravel. Can see that. Uh, but I I have managed to to actually do some, you know, gravel rides on the tandem with just the 35s. I got uh puncture resistant tubes put in there. I mean, who knows how bad the rolling resistance is, but I Yeah, you know. whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good times. All right, everybody. That's a wrap on another episode of the Pace Line. Uh so did you, I've not really been doing quite as much, uh, social media this week. I haven't seen anything fresh from you. Uh, so I'm thinking I missed something. Uh, there was one piece I did. Th- I think you would like it. it. I interviewed, uh, staff people as well as a handful of industry and professional writers, including, uh, Ted King and Peter Stetna and Allison Tetrick and Casey Armstrong and Yuri and blah, 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 blah about like, what cycling means to them now, you know, just sort of going around that, that whole thing. Cause a lot of, a lot of people have been thinking about it, you know, just like when, you know, we thought we've talked about it a few times when all of the usual trappings and motivations and stuff are stripped, especially if it's a big part of your being and job, like, you know, what at the essence of it, like, what does it mean? You know, what is, what does cycling mean? And, uh, People are really thoughtful. You know, it was, it was cool to just uh, get some insights from from a lot of people across the spectrum of our sport. Neat. Neat. Okay. Well, we'll have a link to it then uh, in our show notes. Cool. Uh, all righty, everybody. Uh, keep those questions coming. You all have been sending some great stuff. If you've got an idea, please drop by RKP and put a suggestion in the comments. Don't forget our Paceline kits from Primal. They're up in the RKP store. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And if you have, please leave us a good review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It makes us easier for other listeners to find. Until next week, I'm Patrick Brady with Celine Yeager. Thanks for listening to The Paceline.